and welcome to my podcast. This is season six, episode 34. And, you know, we all have our stories to tell, don't we? We all have our life story to tell. Uh, And indeed, on my podcast, I've told you about my life before, but I haven't told you my life story. So where I can start, I guess, like most stories, the beginning is the best thing to start with. Uh, Things were, were never easy for me and home life as a kid growing up wasn't the easiest due to my autism. I only had a few friends and I didn't really get on with my sisters. Most times I would stick with one of my friends but sadly we are not friends now. But back then he was my school friend He was my college buddy. He was my all-time friend for three decades of my life. Um, And we'd do everything together, go everywhere. Um, We were inseparable. And for the longest time, he was helping me through so much of my life. Uh, And I could always count on him, really. Uh, But sadly, I can't mention his name due to purposes... Um, and we haven't seen each other for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, that's that part. A second one of my friends to mention on the podcast is Luke. Now, Luke has been my friend since primary school. Uh, and even when Luke went to university to study to be a teacher, uh, he kept in contact with me. Um, I've still got letters from what he wrote to me. Uh, and I think, you know, he's just an all right, great friend to me, Luke is. And um, the friendship we've had over the years, I just cannot thank him enough for all the things he still does now, really. So it was never really easy for me in primary school, if I'm honest. Um, I would always try to put an act on. Now... When you think about putting an act on, you think about being on stage, being a character uh, and generally trying that. But really, for me, uh, it was trying to put an act on to make friends, to to integrate, to be part of everybody else. Because, you know, when you have a, a, a learning disability um, or autism or you're disabled or you've got a disfigurement to fit into a mainstream community in a primary school when you're young is one of the most difficult things you can actually really do I had an ancillary called Mrs Watchrit and she was absolutely incredible uh, she looked after me really well uh, and I think during my time at primary school really um she was a very big lifesaver for me because most times in class I wouldn't concentrate, um, I would irritate my classmates and I wouldn't really try to do the work because I would always get confused or I wouldn't know what I was doing. So Mrs Watchrit was there to help me get through that time and, you know, she really did help me. So there's that. Um, I think having a learning disability, 
wasn't the wasn't the greatest growing up and I think I noticed that when I'd left primary school and went to a high school called Mapwell Hall School in Woodhouse Eaves in Leicestershire, where it is just for people with learning disabilities and special needs. Uh, and I think, you know, I, it's not easy to say, but, you know, I I got bullied there quite a lot. Uh, and it wasn't the easiest time. And whilst I liked some of the teachers that I was close to, and actually I've still seen them every now and again, you know, <laughs> around Leicestershire in Loughborough or Quorn or wherever, and I've seen them and I've talked to them and said hello, and it's really nice to catch up with old teachers on primary school and high school. But with Mapwell, I think it was more of a challenge. Um, my dad was chair of governors there, uh, and it wasn't an easy time for me, really. Uh, but I think if you were to say, so what did you find easy? So I always liked PE and there was a teacher called Mrs. Oakley. I do have some brief, um, contact with her every now and again through Facebook. Uh, and she's doing really well. She's retired now from teaching and she does blind sport and she's got her grandchildren. She does numerous things in the Lake District where she lives. Um... But uh, yeah, when I left, when I left there, basically, when I'd left Mapplewell, uh, and I got to college, and I think I sort of, to be real with you, that's where I started to be who I am today. Um, I was in the stride unit at Rawlins when I first got to Rawlins, which is for learning disabilities. And for people with special needs that was integrated into Rawlins Community College. Um, And Rosie and Sue and Paul and the ancillaries they had in there were really good. And we integrated with the normal college, the normal mainstream. And I got to know really nice people. In fact, some of those people I'm still in contact with today. Uh, and it's nice to see that they're still going. They've got their journeys going on. And it's really lovely to see, actually. One of the teachers, in fact, I had on my podcast called Simon Page. If you want to check that out, it's the Simon Page interview, which you can go and have a listen to. Um, and I indeed, I went out for a meal with him a couple of months back. And, you know, it was really good. And he was the media teacher. And I used to go to him once a week and learn media studies. And we just used to have real good fun. And I really enjoyed doing it, I have to be honest. Um, Then, because I, my mum didn't really want me to move away from Rawlins at that point, that stage of my life. So when I'd done the three years at Stride, I then moved into somewhere called Stepping Out, which was kind of still disabilities, but it was the next step up. So it was to get you into adult living, you know, um, learning living skills, going out into the community, uh, going on buses, learning bus travel, doing all sorts of things. And, you know, Martin, June and Alison were all lovely people. And it was a joy to be in there for the two years. And so after that, I moved on to Loughborough College. Uh, and at that time, really, I think I was... Um, 
I didn't quite want to go back into education, really. I'd finished Rawlings and I thought, do you know what, I want to do something else. But it it kind of didn't plan out that way. Uh, so indeed, I did go to Loughborough College and do Enterprise. Uh, and they entered me into something called Enterprise, which is a course to get you into work. Well, at that stage in my life, I wasn't really ready for work and, 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 and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I met some lovely people like Sam Bark, which was a friend of mine. Um, and there were some lovely people there. And I, and, and I really enjoyed my time there. And I met some lovely people. Um, and I think, you know, when I left Loughborough College, um, it was kind of like, what do I do next? Uh, and so... After that, really, I moved on to some onto something called adult placement. Now, what that was and still is today, but they've changed their name, is where you go to people's houses, and it's like going to college, but it's not. Um, you you share you share the lives of the people uh, with a group of different people. You learn living skills. You go out into the community. Um, you go and do different things all together uh, and the carer supports you to do that or the the support worker. Uh, And I have been doing that for the best part of maybe 10, 11 years now. Um, And I've had one carer, uh, I've been with her for nearly 17 years uh, and I have enjoyed it. And I mean, they've changed the name now to Shared Lives because back in the day it was adult placement, but... You know, because you share the lives of the care and support worker you're with, they then, you know, changed it into shared lives. I uh, then, whilst I was on shared lives, because I had a day free where I didn't do very much and I had a bit of, um, well, this is quite upsetting really, but I'll keep my call. I had a support worker called Simon. Uh, and I'd had Simon for nine whole years. Uh, and it was a long time. I mean, flipping out, I would have been with him a long time now if he still was alive. But he was doing some work. I don't know where it was. And he suddenly slipped, hurt himself and had a heart attack. Ended up in hospital. And sadly, they couldn't save Simon. Uh, And for the longest time, it really, really upset me. Um, And I was part of, while I was with Simon, I was part of something called Enriched. Uh, And what Enriched is, is it's a charity-based, fundraised support worker base. So where they take you out and you do things much like all the other ones, but they're a bit advanced. Um, And I was introduced to a bloke called Steve. Smith, uh, and Steve was everything I wanted from a support worker. He understood me. We had the banter. We had everything you could think of because we were alike in so many ways. He liked his cycling. He liked his gardening. He liked his walking. He liked his arenas. He liked his boats, his airplanes. And, you know, it was brilliant for me. And I'm pleased to say I'm still with Steve now after nine to ten long years. And I've really enjoyed being with him because it has been one of them.
It's just really, really good. And I'm really, really enjoying it. And, you know, the more the process goes on, the more I, I, I love it. And I hope I have, Steve, for many, 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 many more years. Um, we have discussed doing more, more, more stuff. And this leads me on to something else. So, in 2018, uh, I decided that I would take on one of the biggest challenges in my life. And that challenge was to do charity bike rides. I'd always wanted to do charity work. I'd always wanted to help people. I know that in my past I haven't been the nicest person in the world and I've upset people. I've made people's lives a living hell. And I know people have really looked after me and helped me in many, many, many ways. And so I felt in my heart it was my turn to give back to people, to make people's lives better. So I started my charity bike rides and I and I started raising money, doing miles and miles over COVID nineteen. I I did millions of miles. Um, and I've raised money for Loros, Rainbows Hospice, Headway Leicester, Dogs for Good. There's many charities I can say I've raised money for, and it's just. I don't know, it's just a joy to do. I think it was a challenge I always wanted to do. And like I say, because I have done what I've done in my life, I needed to give back to people. And I'm pleased to say to everybody who will be listening around the world, I'm still doing my charity bike rides. Next year will be my fifth consecutive one. Um I'm in the middle and I'm in the middle really of, of picking two charities at the minute that I'm not going to raise money for. Um, but it's just been a big journey, uh, and I've really, 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 really enjoyed it. Through my life, I, I didn't only just lose my support worker, Simon, I lost my sister's ex-partner, Daniel, which really upset me because I was close to Daniel. I also lost my granddad. About four to five years ago on Christmas Day, which really upset me. Um, so I indeed I have had upsets in my life. So when you listen to this story, please don't think it's all of a happy one. Uh, there are a few bad bits in there. But then, like we always say in our stories that we tell about our lives, there's never going to be a massive, massive happy ending. So, you know, things in my life kept going and going and going and going uh i've also had many loves in my life uh and unfortunately for me relationships never really go very well i'm currently in a relationship now and it's going okay but but through my life to tell you through my life i've had some really bad experiences with girls and relationships uh and i don't quite know why that is uh and i don't know quite why it's always happened that way there's always been some kind of element that's got in the way whether it's i've raised my voice at somebody whether it's that 
I've been chatting to other women uh, because I felt like the girl didn't love me enough to want to be with me. Um, whether it's we just didn't have similar interests and we fell out of love. Um, it doesn't really matter. The thing is, with my autism, with my condition, I have never found relationships easy. Whether it's been friends, whether it's been girlfriends, um, it's just never been a part of me that I found easy. And indeed, it, it, for the next few years of my life, is still going to be one of those problems, I'm afraid. One of the things I've learnt in my life is friends and family mean everything. In, in my case, that is the honest truth. I've always, I've always, I well, I don't know if I how to say this. I've always, always stuffed with my anxiety and depression. You know, I've always had that stuff. I've always had the anxiety inside of me. My de- and then indeed my depressions come into it as well. You know, because with anxiety comes depression, and before anxiety, depression comes. Uh, and, you know, I've done so much in my life and so much, you know, I've loved and some things I haven't so much loved. And, you know, to stay on this episode talking about everything about my life would, <laughs> LOL, take me all day. So I can't really keep going on and on and on. But, so, in COVID-19, I took my biggest challenge in life. And that was to start my own podcast, which I'm currently on now, talking to you all. It's been emotional. It's been incredible. It's been a platform to help my mental health. Um, It's something I never thought I would do. It is something I never thought I could accomplish. It's just been the biggest challenge in my whole life. I've had people that have loved it. I've had people that have joked about it. I've had people that have absolutely found it amazing. I've found people that have come and gave me feedback and talked to me. Oh, I heard your episode yesterday, Adam. It's absolutely brilliant. Love your podcast. Um, uh, But for me, I guess it's been... It's just been surreal. I've had so many well-known people on. I've had so many not well-known people on. And I've had so many episodes I've done of, of, you know, just different things. And I think one of the joys of a podcast is you get people's stories out there. You tell your stories. And you also can talk about subjects to help other people that, you know, I did one about mental health. uh, And weight loss and all sorts you know and I like to think that what I have said is help somebody out there and if I've helped one person then I'm so happy in my heart that I've done that but you know I'm coming to the end of my life story now um and I really appreciate each and every one of you that listens to my podcast. And I just want to thank you all for listening to my story. It means a lot to me that you've listened to my story. 
and it means a lot to me that people understand a little bit about me now in this episode. And indeed, if you haven't understood anything, or indeed if you want to know anything else about me, you can always get me on all my social media and DM me, and we'll have a good old chat. But for now, I'll say thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.